I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Yeah, we we know we had to match the intensity. Uh, they're a great team. They've been playing great. They shoot their shit out the ball, <laughs> and you know they sure do. <laughs> Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the David Locks Locked On Podcast Network. <laughs> and joining me, as always, my co-host contributor at Mavs.com. The Manics making mad. The one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? What about those Utah Jazz? <laughs> yeah. We joked at the end of yesterday's podcast, which you can listen to on any podcast streaming platform or... You can watch us on YouTube every (laughs) single day. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Guys, we're on like day four, day five of this channel being live, and we're over 600 subs right now. So help us get to 1,000. Help us get to 1,000 soon. Trying to get to 1,000. But yes, uh, the Mavericks tonight beat the Utah Jazz and MVP candidate, Rudy Gobert. (laughs) We'll get into that. We'll break down the Dallas Mavericks Win over the Utah Jazz, 111 to 103. Uh, We'll get to that breakdown. Dorian Finney-Smith, we have to talk about that guy. No one has been a bigger proponent of Dorian Finney-Smith than the two people that are talking on this podcast right now. And so we'll get into that. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join us on Thursday nights, Thursday afternoons to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, Isaac Harris. So, the Dallas Mavericks go into this game. Let's start from the beginning, right? Well, this- well how, how much in the beginning you want to start? I, we haven't even talked before this podcast too much, but the KP stuff is the looming. I don't even know what we want to talk about that. Kristaps Porzingis did not play in this game. They, they called it a wrist injury. What was the exact verbiage on that? Yeah, it was a sprained right wrist. Uh, there's no timetable for his return. Uh, Rick said that uh, he thinks it was something from a game in January. Um, honestly, this was the first time I'd ever heard of anything about this. Like, there's sometimes we talk about stuff on the pod, and it's like we've, you know, found out about it a few days before we hadn't talked about it or whatever. Honestly, this was the first time I'd ever heard anyone talk about this at all. So, uh, I don't, I don't know. And. I- in games, like we watch, we watch every game. We watch timeouts. You've been there in person. Have you seen him messing with his wrist at all? Like it just feels like something that kind of came out of left field. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I haven't noticed anything with it. And I mean, Rick said in pregame about it. He shut it down pretty, pretty much, and pretty uh, straightforward after the game. You know, I think uh, I forgot who asked you know Rick after the game if if KP would be available or whatever his status is moving forward, and he said, "Hey, I haven't talked to KC yet. Do you have another question?" And so because he he addressed all of it pregame, uh, I think they are going to reevaluate him here. You know, coming up pretty soon, he's going to see the doctor tonight. It's what Rick said uh, pregame. He said maybe we'll know more tonight or tomorrow. Uh, this is him talking on you know on Monday before the game. So. I think we'll probably have a bigger update for you guys on tomorrow's podcast. But, I mean, it's it's never good whenever it's a Porzingis injury, no timetable. There's just no good way to spend that. 
the other thing, the other side of it is it could be some sort of rest situation, right? Where they just decided to pick something, like something was a little bit bothering him, and uh, they, just, they decided to go with, like, ah, oh, maybe we'll just do the wrist thing, right? Like, ah, oh, this was a thing. So it, that could be the other angle of it too. We don't know, and that's some of the frustration with uh, definitely like Josh Lloyd and fantasy owners, right? Talking about the Dallas Mavericks, Rick Carlisle with his. You know, lineups, he submits them late sometimes and submits them like right about when he's supposed to. And then they're kind of vague with these, like when are they going to load manage some guys and when are they not and stuff like that. So it is a, a really strange situation. But yeah, Chris Porzingis didn't play in this game and uh, the Mavericks didn't need him. <laughs> I'm just so curious on just, uh, yeah. I mean, I have so many questions about it because even Rick describing it before the game was, I mean, he even said, he said, I hope it's not serious. So in the same vein, it was, you know, we're waiting to find out more. He's going to talk to the doctor tonight, but also, you know, we, we think he heard it maybe back in January. Guys, we're in April right now. So, and he'd been dealing with it for a few weeks, but he's going to, so I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really curious on what this looks like, you know, moving forward and looks like we'll get an update tomorrow. And I mean, going into this game. This is a Utah team that beat the crap out of the, the Mavericks, you know, in Utah, both of those games. That was arguably the lowest point of the season, that or maybe the Golden State blowout. But, you know, that was when we first got those guys back from COVID. It was just a messed up situation playing the, you know, arguably the best team in the league at that point, you know, getting integrating those three guys back from COVID at that point. But yeah, and I mean you're you're down KP going against Utah at home and you kind of kind of bummed. You know, we won four games in a row. It's like Dang, I really want to play this Utah team, full strength, KP, everything. And then when KP was rolled out, you're like, dang it, going against Utah. But man, did they prove did they prove me and probably a lot of other people wrong tonight. Absolutely. Dallas Mavericks proved a lot of people wrong. And Dorian Finney-Smith proved a lot of people wrong, right? Like, we have to get to it even before the first break. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith finished the game 23 points, 6 boards, 4 assists, a steal, and a block. He had hit five of his 12 threes, and he started the game. Didn't he start the game two of seven from three? So he really picked that up uh, and hit you know three of five to end it, which was just huge for him. What the Utah Jazz did in this game, they did in the first two games. They decided to, instead of just camping you know, Rudy Gobert on you know Maxi or somebody and having him get pulled out, they decided to put Rudy Gobert on Dorian and have Dorian be the guy that Rudy Gobert would either like kind of stay away from, and then he'd be able to just roam around wherever he wanted to. And so pick up some action here, defend the rim here, all that kind of stuff. So that's what they decided to do with Rudy Gobert on the jazz side. And so that left Dorian Finney-Smith open as much as he was going to be open, basically as much as the Mavericks wanted him to be. And so after the game, Dorian mentioned that, uh, they said that he was going to shoot as many threes as he could. Take 15 if you wanted, right? That's what that's what the Mavericks told him. That's what Rick Carlisle and the coaching staff told Dorian to do. He took 12. He almost got to 15, right? And a lot of people have talked about Dorian Finney-Smith. The Mavericks are kind of going to, you know, their offense is kind of going to go to the level that he can take them. Because if he, if he can hit open shots in a way, then it's yeah. just a completely different team and a completely different offense. But if he's not and, they, and teams don't have to respect him, then it's completely different. He starts hitting a couple. Rudy Gobert has to run out and close on him, and then Dorian got two really two really good drives, and he scored. And then another a couple of other really good drives and dishes to somebody else or kickouts, and he had four assists in this game. So his his offensive development, like man, we love Dorian so much. We talk about him, you know, a, a lot. I think on this podcast, we've been talking about him for what four years now, and. 
we've just been so impressed. And when he came into the league, he was just a guy that would just, you know, not do anything too much, not try anything, right? Like he was going to stay within himself, not make a mistake. And he earned Carlisle's, you know, earned minutes from Carlisle. And now he's, you know, pump faking and driving. He's taking threes with confidence. He's sometimes doing like a pull up, pull up shots. You don't necessarily want him to take, but he's trying stuff and he's making stuff happen, especially those, you know, driving kicks and things like that. Those were really effective in this game. It's wild when you look at like his career games played, you know, for Dallas, you know, he's obviously been with Dallas his entire career, but undrafted guy to Florida and, you know, Nick and I have both been in the locker room, talked with him, you know, so many different times and obviously not this past year, but just he, you can't find a single person in the organization that does not like light up or have anything like beyond positive to say about Dorian Finney. Like he, everyone, he doesn't have anything negative to say something negative. beyond something well, beyond positive think, is like bed, bath and beyond, right? Like we don't know what the beyond is bed, bath and beyond. <laughs> Come get your toaster. But but no, everybody loves this guy. And he, I mean, from teammates yeah. just to coaches and everyone, he's just the, the coolest guy ever. And to see that development over the years and even this season, I mean, he's shooting, he was shooting 36% from three, you know, going into this game. He shot 41% from three tonight, five of 12, 12 three-pointers in this game, which is crazy. But it's like what Nick said, Dorian is the key to this because the benefit of having KP at the five, is when you go against these teams that you can you have your stretch five and KP that you can pull the big man out. You can pull the Rudy Gobert's or the Jokic or whoever it is away from the basket. But what these teams do, we've talked about a thousand times, they put the big on Dorian and they put a smaller guy on KP and they just dare you to, you know, dare you to do something about it. Dorian after the game, incredible quote from Dorian Finney Smith about the defense air quote defensive player of the year <laughs> hey i i knew i was gonna get shots tonight because i knew they were gonna put rudy on me yeah who says that about the defensive player of the year okay and any well, time in history well, it, it is in his defense it's because they they leave him because they don't respect his shot right <laughs> um i just like but, but the the answer to your question though is is him and kevin durant those, those are the two <laughs> answers to that question but I just I loved it tonight seeing that Utah wanted to get fancy with it and say, all right, we'll put we'll put Gobert on him. And Dorian made him pay and hit five threes, 23 points tonight. And to see Rudy trying to close out on him. And then towards the end of the game, he was closing out kind of late. He got, you know, Dorian drove past him one time and fouled. I just loved it. And I'm like, here we go. And, you know, Rudy tried to get up in his face one time. I'm like, Rudy, you don't want this. You cried about not making an all-star team. So stop. <laughs> Coming up, we'll get into more about this game. Talk about Luka Doncic. His shooting is just on another planet right now. And uh, we have to get into that. We'll talk more about Dorian. Talk more about this game. We'll get into that coming up. But before we do, Locker Room. If you haven't downloaded the Locker Room app and follow me, I think I'm at Nick Van Exit. And Isaac, I think you're at Isaac Harris. On Twitter? You don't Um, know my Twitter handle by now? Stop. On Locker Room. Oh, Locker Room. Oh, yeah. You know, it's the same as same as Isaac Twitter. L. Harris. Yeah. Follow yeah. both of us on Locker Room. We're going to go live Thursday afternoons, Thursday nights, depending on timing and who who's available. We also try to do some afternoons and some nights because 
We want people in, you know, we have a ton of listeners that are uh, overseas or international, and so we want them to be able to get on it too. But Locker Room is a place where you can go and talk about sports with anybody. It's the perfect place to just start or join a conversation around the NBA, the NFL, uh, all kinds of different stuff. Go download the free Locker Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter account, join one of the groups, we're in the NBA group. There's also an MFFL group. I think there's a Reddit Mavs group as well that you can join with those guys. Uh, so you, I know you don't want to miss our rooms. Talk to us. Get some, get asking some questions. Uh, we're planning to go live Thursday, probably afternoon this week. Can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the Dallas Mavericks, especially this win. And hopefully the Dallas Mavericks keep this five-game winning streak going. Locker room, download it, get it on the App Store. Also, I want to tell you about rockauto.com. It's the perfect place to get all the parts for your car or truck. You can just go to the website. It's super easy to use. I'm going to use it right now as I'm talking. Hopefully you heard me typing there. I'm going to go buy something. Maybe I'll buy something. I'll see what's available. I have a Kia. I'm going to go to Kia 2019 Nero. Boom. Everything available for my car or truck accessories, belt drive, body and lamp assembly, brake and wheel hub, cooling system, electrical bulb and socket, electrical connector, electrical switch and relay, all the stuff I don't know how to replace, engine, exhaust and emission, fuel and air, all kinds of just stuff. And if you open some of these, there's all kinds of stuff. Actually, a trailer hitch and a mounting ball are things that I need for my car. So I can go look. I opened it up. A trailer hitch is something that I need to add to my car so we can tow things. And here, there's a bunch of different options for me, six different options, prices right there, pictures right there, description right there, all the stuff that I need to check this out and to see if I want it. RockAuto.com has that for you. So go to RockAuto.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, actually write in LOCKEDON in there, how did you hear about us, Fox? And they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, RockAuto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today on the Audacity app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris, make your joke about my car. <laughs> I'm just trying to wonder. I'm just trying to figure out what you're trying to pull with your Kia. Just something small. It doesn't have to be big. I'm not trying to tow anything. Okay, but before we get back to Mavs, can can we just address the Rudy Gobert MVP stuff? Can we just say that is ludicrous? I mean, it's not like I like, he, like you know when we talk about oh who has a seat at the table, you know it's okay. like okay he has oh, a seat on. at the table, but it's not like he's gonna get. I mean he'll he'll probably end fifth place, right? Is fifth place a seat at the table? He shouldn't even be in the room. Why not? Okay, let's look at some look let's look at his averages. Rudy Gobert, MVP candidate, averaging 14 points, 13 boards. Sign me up. Three for blocks. MVP leading the best award. team in the NBA. I mean, it's so like his case Manix. <laughs> I know, right? Or <laughs> my David Locke. His case is more the Steve Nash route, right? Remember when Steve Nash <laughs> won and he was Steve Nash was <laughs> But it's he did same- more for this team. Okay, well, Steve Nash averaged, like, what, 14 points and, like, 10 assists or something? Like, do you want me to say it? Go ahead and say it. Rudy Gobert has just as many screen assists as he has. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just think he's going to get some, like, fifth-place votes, right? So if you consider that in the MVP conversation, I don't really, but I guess he is in a sense, right? But uh, It's just – and it's not – I know we joke about David Locke, our boss – 
But, you know, I quote tweeted Chris Mannix about this. I've seen other people. It's like, hey, Rudy Colbert. And I, it's like this default thing because the team is so good. Yeah. And they are having an incredible season. Rudy Colbert is having an all-star season. Like, I'm not, he should have been an all-star. I, I get all of that. It's just like, come on. <laughs> MVP of the NBA. Yeah, he's not that, taking like, it from Jokic. He's not taking it from Embiid or LeBron, right? Probably not even, like, should Luka be higher than him? I, I think he should. Yes. Yes. Right? Like, Yes, then, then he has prob- a teammate on his team averaging 26 a game. And, like, Hart- and Harden <laughs> should probably be higher than him, right? Like, he's going to get some fifth-place votes, but he's not even going to come in fifth place. Yeah, right? I mean, so Jokic, like- Embiid, LeBron, Harden, and then he's fighting for the fifth spot against Luka and Lillard and something like... Yeah, Lillard, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean... He's not... And Giannis, Giannis have an incredible year, too. Yeah, he's he's not... So, yeah, he's, he's not, not in, in the, the conversation at all. Uh, in that sense. So yeah, we don't have to get into it too much, but the funny thing was, uh, so Isaac said that and then Chris Mannix responded, he <laughs> quote tweeted a Chris Mannix tweet from a while ago and Chris, like Mannix, Chris Mannix bro, told him to keep the Twitter energy going, which if you know, Isaac Harris, the least Twitter energy person that you know, like <laughs> Chris Mannix, the guy who thinks that Brad Stevens is more important than any player in the entire think, NBA. Do you think he still does? Don't don't clap back at anybody else on any social media platform. Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to. Uh, all right, well, so let's get back to the game. Uh, Luca finished with 31 points, nine boards, eight assists, just four turnovers in this game. Six of 11 from three, only took three free throws. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? It was possible because he was taking mid-range shots. He was taking outside shots. He wasn't necessarily attacking as much because it's Gobert, which makes sense. He also just wasn't getting foul calls again, which is what it is. But the ref's whistle in this game was so weird. Like, there's so many weird, uh, like, delayed whistle. The whistle would come, like, a minute almost after the play, it felt like, at some points. Uh, So, just a strange whistle in this game. But Luka just took over, man. Like, he... He can now, with this three-point shot that he's been hitting, uh, just at any point, just go on little runs by himself. He's an offense unto himself. He can be out there, like he can be out there with Dwight Powell, Nicolo Melli, Josh Richardson, and yeah. and who else? Like who else could be on the court with him? Uh, I guess like Dorian or Tim Hardaway. You know, just like any any dudes out there can be out there with him, and all yeah. of a sudden they can go on like a 10-0 run. It's wild, and. Let's let's add on to the fact. Let's bring back the Greg Logan point from last year. Luca was incredible on defense. Incredible. There were there were plays in this game where Luca stopped Conley on one end, and there were plays where he was battling down low for rebounds with Gobert. Like he has the big enough body that he can battle. Like he's better at battling rebounds with Gobert than Dwight Powell is, and Dwight Powell's a center. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like. Maybe that's slander to Dwight Powell, but maybe it's just more so a uh, you know compliment to Luca. Man, he he was absolutely incredible in this game. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think going back to the bubble, I think the bubble was the first time I felt like Luca had gotten better, you know, defensively, and he's carried that into the season. And it's one of those. I saw this video today on Instagram, and it was a guy saying, you know, what NBA casuals say, and it was all these different <laughs> things of like, and I was like laughing, but I wanted Jamal to add Crawford. in. Well, I wanted to add in there, Luca's bad at defense because I think that's what that's like a natural, easy thing for a lot of people just to you know throw out there, and that's just not the case. He's now he's not you know he's not Greg Logan first team all defense, but (laughs) but he's not. I mean he's not 
horrible uh, defensively. I think he's an above average defender now. So it's uh, <laughs> if you forgot, Greg Logan is the guy that literally gave Luca an all defensive team and and Andre Drummond and Christoph Porzingis an all defensive team vote last year. So Andre Drummond. Yeah, let's go. That's pretty funny. But I mean, eight man rotation tonight for for Dallas, you know, tight rotation. No KP against this Utah team. Yeah, I mean, Utah did. I mean, it felt like they didn't hit a single three. <laughs> they went 12 of 44 from three. And this is the one thing that, which I know it's like, okay, this is multiple things you're saying if this doesn't you know go right. But if Mitchell's not having a, you know, dueling type of performance like he did with, you know, Jamal Murray in the playoffs, if he's not at that playing at that level in a game and they're not hitting their threes, like what are they? Like what are they? Like what do they do? And it's like you're not going to be able to rain threes every single game. And if your only counterpoint to that is, well, Mitchell just has to go MJ mode, then I do worry about him. And I think anybody, and I think I will, I'll I'll worry about him in a playoff series until I see him. You know, I mean, it's what happened last year against Denver, and he scored fifty what like three times. Yeah, two times yeah. in forty five. The other one, like he did do that against. Utah now can or against Denver. Can he do that with Aaron Gordon now? Does that change things? I don't know. Maybe he's a little bit better on him. Length seems to bother him a little bit. But in this game, like, yeah, the Jazz were so cold. But the Mavericks really ratcheted up the defense. They really yeah. were after. They played inspired defense at some points in this game. Inspired. That's the word. Dude, they from I mean, from Melly to I mean, this guy, this is a brand new guy <laughs> on this team. And he had some defensive stops tonight. And dude was like yelling and hyped. And I was like, Let's go. Like this team seems so inspired and passionate tonight. Not just because it was the Jazz, but there was just something and they just love playing with each other. The guys on the court playing tonight loved playing with each other. Coming up, I'm going to tell you why this win was so important for the Dallas Mavericks. There's layers to this, right? Shrek and Donkey, there's layers to this onion. So we're going to talk In to the you morning, about that. We're going to wake up and make waffles. We're make up and make waffles. We're going to talk about that coming up. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to put some money down on sports. Hopefully, you put some money down on uh, Baylor. I'm gonna edit this and put Gonzaga if they end up coming back and winning. We're recording Sick during the, we're recording during the game, but uh, you can put down some money on any kind of sporting event right now. NCAA tournament may be over by the time you're listening to this, but NBA has stuff daily that you can look at. Uh, right now, they have the Clippers a five and a half point favor over the Blazers. Interesting game. The Heat a five point favor over the Grizzlies, and then they have the Sixers a one point favor over the Celtics. Somebody's not playing tomorrow. I didn't. I guess I didn't check the injury report, but I take the Sixers more points than one over the Celtics. Is Embiid not playing? Anyway, go to BetOnline.ag. Yeah, Brad Stevens. Use the promo. He's so important. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you uh, go to betonline.ag. Check out some of the stuff that's available, and uh, you can go bet on some games. Go put some money down. No, no Joel Embiid on the injury report. So, yeah, I would take that. Take the uh, the one point there for the Philadelphia 76ers and pick that. It's essentially a pick of games, so you can put some money down on them. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Stevens, Embiid. 
Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On Draft podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts that I handpicked myself. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft podcast on the Audacity app wherever you get podcasts. Isaac used to do this all the time. He would leave the screen and make me vamp in the middle of a podcast, and now you can't get away with it because we're on YouTube. (laughs) I dropped an Eminem, and my dog was going for it. Isaac just saved his dog's life in the middle of this podcast. And you can only watch that live on YouTube. So go check it out. I put the I also episode- don't know what to do during your ad reads. So I'm just like, hmm, just M&Ms. I should make you hold up signs like, what's that, rom-com in the snow? <laughs> you should hold up signs like that. All right. This team was inspired. This Dallas Mavericks team was inspired in this game. They were They really wanted to come back and beat this Jazz team because... This team, this Mavericks team, got punched squarely in the jaw in the first two games that they played against the Jazz. It was oh, right yeah. after. They pretty got much, knocked out. <laughs> they got just destroyed in, in these games. Uh, David Locke reminds me about it literally every anytime he can, any meeting that we're in. Uh, hey, the is Mavericks, he submitted to lockdown now? <laughs> Mavericks got destroyed. It was January 27th and 29th, so right at the end of that awful period. I don't even think they had Maxi yet at that point, but... Uh, they got, got they got beat down, and this team responded in this game uh, on on Monday night, and that is what like mature teams do. And the Mavericks have been doing some things recently that a mature like grown up type NBA team does. They're not this like young scrappy team necessarily anymore because. In the game against Boston, right? They had this big lead, and Boston ends up coming back, and the Mavericks pull it out and they win. In the game against. Uh, even in the game against you know uh, the Knicks and Washington, they had some leads and they ended up you know beating them down the stretch, right? Like they have some of these wins where they can just they pull it out in the end, and that's so important for a team that's growing, trying to take the next step, especially in a playoff series. Can you get up for games? Can you respond when a team is doing something against your team, right? Like the Gobert Dorian Finney-Smith whole chess match situation. Can you respond to that? And can you win games? And can you win games in different ways? And they did that in this in this game. Yeah, I mean the whole one of the biggest storylines last year was you know clutch offense for Dallas, <laughs> you know Luca and just how this team execu- execution towards the end of the game. Rick, I felt like was asked about it at once a week about clutch and what's the you know what's the fix it you know for that. And <laughs> this team seems like they are getting over the hump in that. And Luca's shooting the ball so much better. I mean. Guys, go, go back to the first month of the season. Look at Luca's three point percentage. Remember, he was shooting like nine percent. Well, he's like two for twenty eight from three or something, and we're all like, "Oh my gosh, Luca's shooting!" And bam, it feels like every three he throws up right now, it goes in. And do you know what the fix has been? I'm asking. Brunson? I'm asking. I was gonna say I'm asking you, but I'm also asking the listeners rhetorically. It's been Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson oh, in the closing okay. lineup has really become that catalyst, that guy. I mean, he was four of six with ten points and three assists and two rebounds in the fourth quarter in this game. Uh, he was a minus ten, but still, he was the one carrying them, and he was the one uh, that was like adding to their offense in in the end of this game and keeping them. And any time that the Jazz would get close. He would hit a couple shots, and then he would just extend their lead just a little bit. And it's not just been in this game. It's been in a bunch of games where they figured that out, where Jalen Brunson and Luka are the closing guards in lineups. It's not necessarily Josh Richardson. He hasn't closed a lot of games for the Mavericks. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. will sometimes play next to those two guys and be the wing, the shooter in that situation. But it's been Brunson and Luka. And 
He's been really great. We've been talking all year about trying to get a secondary creator to upgrade, but you can see the machinations of that kind of duo, you know, with a secondary creator and then Luca. Uh, can you imagine if that's, you know, a Lowry next year or even a Conley or somebody like that? But Brunson is doing his job right now, and he's the one that's really helping him in these clutch games. Uh, I just pulled up the clutch. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, when you watch the first, you know, quarter of this game tonight, I think Conley had 12 points in the first quarter. Did you revisit our conversation from a few days ago of, would we rather have Kyle Lowry or Mike Conley? Uh, I would still take Lowry, <laughs> but just watching that first quarter, I, I couldn't help to say, well, dang, you know, if we spend our money on Mike Conley this offseason, like a one-year deal, I wouldn't be opposed to it. <laughs> I know. He would fit so well. Um, yeah, Mavericks still having some clutch issues, but, um, oh, man, do you know this <laughs> Mavs are eight and six since February first in the clutch in clutch games. Their defensive rating is 141. <laughs> I feel like this website is That's broken. Incredible. But they've won eight out of six or eight out of you know however many games. Anyway, uh, yeah, Jalen Brunson. I feel like has been the fix. He's been the big change, and uh, it's been great. Can, can we talk about Nicolo Melli? You mentioned him a little bit. The Mavs are five and zero since they started playing Nicolo Melli since he's been on the team. Melli ball. It's the Melly trade now. It's no longer the J.J. Redick trade until J.J. Redick plays because Melly has been awesome. He's not probably going to be the offensive player that you would hope, right? Like he's not coming in here and hitting he a couple of shots tonight, hitting a couple threes and all that. But he he might hit a three every once in a while, so you have to kind of respect it, and so that adds a little bit of space. But the rebounding and the the effort on defense, he had really good defensive plays on both Bogdanovich and Jordan Clarkson that I was like, those are two really different players. You have to defend differently. And he played and defended those guys really, really well. And so I'm going to be honest. I fell into the, oh, well, he's a a stretch four European guy. He's not going to defend well. How did I fall into that, that thing again? Because that stereotype, especially covering the Dallas Mavericks, but I did. And now it seems like Melly is going to be, I think he's a rotation player, right? Like he's at least that eighth or ninth guy that you can rotate. That's the wild card where if they need him in a series like this, where they have some bigger wings, you know, that you can play him against, you know, Bogdanovich and Joe Ingles, you know, somebody like that. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's done enough to warrant a part of the rotation. I mean, can you? <laughs> Can you imagine Mavs Twitter if they if they lose a playoff a playoff game and Melly doesn't play in that game, people will riot. Nah, I'm, I'm gonna bet that there's like three or four things they would riot about before that. But. <laughs> well, that will be one of them because <laughs> we all love uh, Melly right now, and you know I think that Clarkson player you're talking about when he got ISO'd out and uh, Clarkson, you know, saw the mismatch and was like, all right, I'm gonna take him, and he went baseline, stepped on the baseline. You watch Melly's reaction. He looks at the bench and he throws his fist out and he's like screaming at the bench. He's hyped about that. And I just love it. I loved his passion tonight. And I think even more than anything, I love his chest hair. (laughs) Rocking the chest hair. When when it's coming out of the jersey, then that, that exudes confidence, okay? And then when you get the defensive player of the game belt. The belt. And then your 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 picture that's posted on the Dallas Mavericks Instagram and Twitter is you shirtless, man. Give me some of that confidence in just embracing the forest. Uh, yes, <laughs> embracing the forest. Come on, Melly. you can't say embracing the forest on the podcast. 
Oh my gosh. So uh I gotta do I gotta do this just because. Uh do if you're what? if you're Are we watch- still recording. We're recording, yeah, for sure. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to uh here we go. Boom. Look at that. Look at this Look at guy. It. Look at him. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see Melly's chest hair as we're talking about him. That's what we're gonna bring on YouTube that you're not gonna hear on the podcast. You'll see Melly's chest hair and we'll get to talk about it. Uh, looks like the Batman logo. Man, I wish he was just like a 35% three-point shooter. And maybe it'll just take a little bit of an adjustment. Maybe it's a maxi thing where he just needs a couple years in the NBA to get Paul the- Pierce is trending. <laughs> Paul Pierce is definitely trending, for sure. I'm going to hide that. Um, Paul, P- Paul Pierce is, has trended his way out of the building. Let's, <laughs> let's just say that. Ooh. Um, and a wheelchair did not take him out this time. If he was a three, <laughs> if he was a good three point shooter, he would be like a solid rotation player. But because of that, I think he's that wild card player instead. Yeah, I think he's a wild card piece. I think he's a guy that he he might step in and play twenty two minutes for you in one game, and you're like, dang, let's go. He might get a DMPTD one you know one night too. But I think the key thing about it is he's not like you know what you're gonna get from him. And you know you can trust him when you're going to throw him in there, and he's not going to make those mistakes. So, yeah, it's the Melly trade until uh, J.J. Redick gets on the floor. It's the Melly trade. He won the defensive player of the game belt for good reason. Uh, Maxi and Dorian probably had a good case for the defensive player of the game belt. Luca, some people in my mentions were saying that Luca should get the belt. So, a lot of good stuff. We'll be back covering more Dallas Maverick stuff. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you've not. Get us to a thousand subs. Let's get there. Hit subscribe Pre- below. Appreciate everybody that has so far joined in and uh, and subscribed already. Appreciate the rock the Raccoon Squad guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Dodo. Ain't nobody saying nothing. Uh, oh, Dodo can't hear us. We uh-uh. got you, Dodo. Dodo. <laughs> so nobody said anything. <laughs> Yes, we do. Oh, yes, we do. We're talking to you, baby. We we talk. (laughs) (laughs) They don't want to talk to me. It came out. Oh, Oh, look. Looks like Scott Thomas. (laughs) Oh, here here we go, baby. Penny Storian figured it out. (laughs) Man, we're going to put you to work in television. Come on now. Come on now. I can do it all.